Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. Precisely because the task of succeeding Moses must seem so terrifying, therefore courage is called for. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 62, Joshua, Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Cohen. I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. In February of 1861, with the South seceding and the future of the Union hanging in the balance, President-elect Abraham Lincoln received an unusual gift. It came from a Jew by the name of Abraham Cohn, who had emigrated from Bavaria to Chicago. Cohn joined his Judaism with his passion for Republican politics. A fierce abolitionist, Cohn was convinced, as his daughter later wrote, that Lincoln, quote, was the destined Moses of the slaves and the savior of his country, end quote. Abraham Cohn's gift to Lincoln was inspired by the biblical book that we begin, and it reflected the way in which the first chapter of Joshua, like the whole Hebrew Bible, has had an extraordinary impact on America. Moses' death is followed by the beginning of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' steward, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. In four verses, one word appears several times. Moses. Moses is dead. Joshua must take his place. The verses that follow, five through nine, are words of encouragement from the Almighty, but they also have a special, though largely unknown, place in the American story. Because the gift that Abraham Cohn had sent to Lincoln was a reflection of Cohn's convictions, joining Judaism and the American promise. Cohn sent Lincoln a framed painting of an American flag, and on the stripes of that flag, Cohn had inscribed several sentences in Hebrew, the verses of the first chapter of the book of Joshua, 5 through 9. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for thou shalt cause this people to inherit the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous to observe to do according to all the Torah which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest have good success whithersoever thou goest. This book of the Torah shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. Before turning to Lincoln, we must understand the meaning of these words. Again, Moses is mentioned. I will be with thee, the Almighty announces, as I was with Moses. But, God adds, be sure to obey the laws of Moses. We find a phrase that appears again and again. Chazak ve'ematz, be strong and of good courage. Precisely because the task of succeeding Moses must seem so terrifying, therefore courage is called for. Rabbi Michal Hatin, in his book on Joshua, 
notes that this phrase invoking strength and courage appears more often in this book than anywhere else in the Hebrew Bible. Quote, This emphatic phrase of reassurance and encouragement occurs only 14 times in all of the Tanakh, and of those, seven are addressed to Joshua. Of the additional four mentioned outside our immediate context, Rabbi Hattin continues, two are spoken by Moses and God respectively, as Joshua is formally invested with leadership, and another is spoken by the tribes of Israel in response to his first directives as their chief. It therefore seems that Joshua must be encouraged in his task from all sides. Moses his mentor, God his benefactor, and Israel his constituents. End quote. Rabbi Hattin further points out that the phrase appears elsewhere, be strong and of good courage, in the context of incredibly daunting challenges. Solomon taking on the task as a very young man of succeeding David in building the temple, and Hezekiah facing the might and terror of the superpower that was Assyria. Rabbi Hattin adds that, quote, all this makes very clear that the expression be strong and courageous is invoked when there is every reason to feel weak, inadequate, overwhelmed, and discouraged, end quote. But why, ladies and gentlemen, should Joshua feel overwhelmed? Has he not already fought against the Amalekites after the Exodus? The answer, perhaps, is to be found not so much in what he now has been asked to do, but in whom he is succeeding. Moses, the greatest and most important Israelite in all of history. Joshua, who ministered to Moses, knows well the uniqueness of that man, knows that he is irreplaceable. Thus, Rabbi Hattin further tells us, quote, The inference of the above is that everyone recognizes that Joshua stands confronted by an awesome mission. Not only must he lead the people into the land, grant them victory over their foes, and establish the foundations for moral and ethical government, but he must do all of that while laboring in Moses' long shadow. How awesome, Rabbi Hattin continues, is the task of actualizing a national destiny first spelled out to Moses at Sinai. You shall be my treasured people from among all the nations, my kingdom of priests and holy nation. God, Moses, the people of Israel all reassure Joshua and bid him to be strong and courageous not to be overawed by the daunting mandate, not to be fearful to exercise his newly acquired authority, not to be overwhelmed by the task of forging disparate tribes with sectarian concerns into a unified nation, not to be intimidated by the unavoidable prospect of conflict, warfare, and bloodshed. As if that were not enough, Rabbi Hattin further writes, Joshua stands in need of reassurance also because he has been called upon to complete the work of Moses, the most storied leader in the history of the people of Israel, the only man to have brought tyrants down low, and have gone up to receive God's word face to face, the most humble of men, and yet the most supremely confident in the justness of his cause. End quote. It is striking, then, that Abraham Cohn's gift with the verses of Joshua was given to Lincoln right before the president-elect departed for Washington, because it was in Lincoln's final words at Springfield that he reflected on what it meant to succeed, at that moment, the first president of the United States because Lincoln felt that he was now called to save the Union that George Washington had helped create. Moreover, in this reflection, Lincoln, who had not been known up to that point for devout declamations, focused heavily on providence in the few words that he said. Quote, My friends, no one, not in my situation, can appreciate my feeling of sadness at this parting. To this place and the kindness of these people I owe everything. Here I have lived a quarter of a century and have passed from a young to an old man. Here my children have been born and one is buried. I now leave not knowing when or whether ever I may return, with a task before me greater than that which rested upon Washington. Without the assistance of the divine being who ever attended him, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. 
trusting in him who can go with me and remain with you and be everywhere for good, let us confidently hope that all will yet be well. To his care, commending you, as I hope in your prayers you will commend me, I bid you an affectionate farewell. This is the prayer of Lincoln. This is the reference to Washington of Lincoln. Could it be that the present that Lincoln received from Cohn inspired these words? After all, it was almost immediately after this gift had been sent from Cohn that Lincoln delivered these farewell remarks in Springfield, declaring his trust in a God who can, quote, go with me and remain with you and be everywhere for good. My friend Harold Holzer, the renowned Lincoln historian, writes that Lincoln's words were, quote, clearly inspired by Cohn. And he further adds, here was an Old Testament inspiration, direct from a Jewish friend. So Holzer tells us, how do we know that this present, these words from Joshua, were actually important to Lincoln? Incredibly, as Holzer further notes, we have more fascinating information about the flag from Lincoln's private secretary, John Hay, who in 1862 wrote the following, quote, The flag referred to as a small painting of the American banner inscribed in Hebrew characters with a passage from the first chapter of Joshua, from the fourth to the ninth verse. It was presented to the president in February 1861, before his departure from Illinois, by Abraham Cohn, city clerk of Chicago, who had himself painted it. It has been in the executive mansion ever since the president's inauguration. End quote. Lincoln, then, seems to have drawn strength from these verses, from the Word of God. And in truth, that is as it should be. Because God, in the first chapter, in a verse that appeared on the flag gifted by Cohn, tells Joshua that should he seek courage, should he seek inspiration, should he miss Moses or worry about succeeding him, he can find strength in God's Word. Again, God tells him, This book of the Torah shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt have good success. The Torah, the Word of God, was, is, and will be the source of our strength. From this verse in Joshua, the rabbis derive the obligation to constantly engage the Word of God, to cleave unto it, to meld our mind with it, and to see it as the source of our spiritual inspiration. It is therefore so fascinating that this very same chapter in Joshua, the Word of God to Joshua, became a source of inspiration and courage for another American leader, Matthew Ridgway, who helped plan Operation Overlord, and who before D-Day focused on a verse at the beginning of our book. This is what President Reagan said when, decades later, he awarded Ridgway the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Quote, When a soldier rising sword in hand reaches to protect an idea, freedom, liberty, human kindness. The world is for a moment hushed. Greatness is often born in quiet, in stillness. And so it was that night in June of 1944 when General Matthew B. Ridgway prayed the words God spoke to Joshua, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. D-Day saved a continent and so a world. And Ridgway helped save D-Day. Heroes come when they're needed. Great men step forward when courage seems in short supply. World War II was such a time. And there was Ridgway. General, thank you, and God bless you. So, Reagan said. Lincoln and Ridgway, leaders who looked to a biblical leader and to God's words to him. It is a reminder of one of the central themes of Bible 365, that Hebrew scripture has profoundly impacted the evolution of the American idea and inspired some of our greatest leaders at the most important of times. Today, we hope and pray 
for the restoration of biblical inspiration in American civic life. And we ponder with awe the way in which the Word of God moved and motivated the leaders of the past. We close then with the conclusion of President Reagan's speech, marking the 40th anniversary of D-Day, his famous address about the boys of Puente Hoke. Reagan said, Here, in this place where the West held together, let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Let our actions say to them the words for which Matthew Ridgway listened, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their valor, and borne by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. This is Mayor Soloveitchik. Looking forward to learning together next week. Signing off.